Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hello? Hi. Hi, is this Lyle? Yeah, who's this? This is Natalie. How are you? How are you, Natalie? I'm I'm good. I'm good, Gek. How are you? I'm good. I'm feeling a lot better. I was really feeling horrible yesterday. And um today I'm feeling much better. Uh I'm still That's on good. the um I'm still on the eternal pursuit um for the answers, you know? But uh, I, I, and I think every day I get a little bit closer to uh, some form of an answer. But I understand that there will never be any kind of final answer. But anyway, that's 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 me. Yeah. What's uh, what's up with you, man? What is it uh, that you called in to talk about, if anything? Um. Well, I told the call screener that uh, I put my daughter up for adoption, and my therapist actually has her. Okay. Um how old is you, was how old was you I I I tell tell me tell me the story. What happened? So my daughter is about 6 months old when it happened. It was back uh in January last year and um I was like going through a lot of like postpartum depression, not anything like too serious. I was just question- questioning my own capabilities of being a single mom. And uh, I talked to my parents about it and my parents are pretty close friends with my therapist. And so they talked to my therapist a little bit about it and I ended up finding out that my therapist was looking to adopt or foster even. So I talked to her and uh Within, like, about 48 hours of that conversation, she came and picked up my daughter and uh, took her to her place and uh, started paperwork towards an adoption. Um, I ended up actually uh, talking to, like, some co-workers who pointed me in a direction of uh, one of uh, their parents was, like, an ad- adoption attorney. So I talked to her because I was kind of, like, skeptical about everything with how fast it happened. So, um, you know, I, uh, I talked to her, got her professional opinion. She thought the whole situation was sketchy just because of how fast it was and because it was my therapist that had her. I wasn't in, like, any sort of, like, unhealthy mindset that would put my daughter at risk of anything either. And so she said that she wanted me to pursue to get my daughter back. And so that's what I started to do. She wanted you to what to get your daughter back? To start pursuing to get her back, like in court. So, okay, you gave your daughter up for adoption to your therapist. And uh, now you are trying to get her back? 
Um, well, uh, I had a last court case, and um, basically uh, where everything at it is kind of finalized. Uh, everything did happen really fast. Uh, one of the paperwork was printed out online. It was one that me and my baby daddy signed for our rights. So that part was like a really, really big red flag. And that's what made me, my attorney, sorry, wanted to uh, pursue, like wanted me to pursue like getting her back because she thought it was just like a bad idea. But um, later I just talked to my, my parents and uh, my therapist uh, about it. And uh, we just decided to keep it as is and have visitation. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Okay. <laughs> uh, it says here that you're 22. Yes. Okay. Was uh, this child planned? No. Okay. And uh, when you found out that you were pregnant, did you have a conversation or or a debate or you know what was your thoughts about whether or not you you wanted to to bring it to turn so, um, you, what were your thoughts about that yeah so when i was pregnant when i found out i was pregnant i uh was kind of depressed and I didn't see it more of like a burden, something that was going to make my life harder. I thought it more of, oh, like, I'm going to change for the better. I'm going to change my life around for this, this being, this human that's uh, like, you know, in my body. I'm going to better myself for her. I'm okay. going to, you know, like do whatever it takes to make this one thing happy. Like I okay. like created a purpose for myself to be a mom. Okay. And that purpose, uh, it, it's sort of like... You adapted to the scenario to go, okay, maybe this is an opportunity to, you know, try to get a little bit closer to being the kind of person I want to become uh, in service of this child. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, and uh, the father, what's his deal? Is he involved? Is he, are you guys together? He, he what's preferred the not to be involved. He's, okay. he's toxic, kind of narcissistic. It's not really something I wanted around my daughter. Okay, so you, so he's not going to be involved. No. Okay. Uh, and are you still seeing him? What was that? Sorry. Are you Are you still seeing him? Romantically. Oh no no. Okay. No, do you still Do you still talk not. to him at all? Do you still talk to him? Um, I have him on Snapchat and like the pictures I get of my daughter, I'll send to him just because I feel like he has the right to be able to, you know, like see her as well. Not like in person, but like pictures, you know? Okay. So is he, he, he's, is he asking for pictures, but he doesn't necessarily want to even yeah. be involved? But, but he doesn't want to be involved or go to see her he's, in person? No, he he's complicated. He's all over the place when it comes down to his feelings towards this. He originally okay. wanted to help me pursue the whole thing, changed his mind halfway through. And then, you know, I was just like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking, trying to get him involved because, you know, he hasn't changed. <laughs> okay. So you have the kid. 
how does it feel when you have the kid? Um, so I, I only have like visitation. So uh, when I do go, it's like with like my therapist and her husband as well. So like my no no no, no. I'm, my, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I'm talking about I know I know that you gave uh, your daughter up at six months, but I'm talking about uh, one day old. What are the feelings? What are the thoughts? Oh, I I was I was obsessed with her. Like I was happier than I've ever been my entire life. I uh, discovered that a mother's love is like a genuine new type of emotion. It was okay. truly a great experience. But okay. And then tell me, over the course of those six months, what led you to make the decision to put her up for adoption? So I have a memory disorder, and. Uh, there were certain times, like certain days where, uh, like my daughter wouldn't fuss. She wouldn't cry. She was an excellent baby. So she would have a dirty diaper and she wouldn't fuss about it. And so I've had to start setting alarms. So I made sure she had a clean diaper to make sure that I personally wasn't forgetting. And I looked down upon myself for doing that. I'm like a, a normal quote unquote normal mom shouldn't have to do that. And so uh, I thought that I would be uh, worse for her having to like do all this extra stuff to make sure I'm doing everything that I need to do. I just thought that she would be better off with somebody else who knew what they were doing and didn't have mm-hmm. this, uh, uh, this like wall, you know. Okay, so you, you, you made uh, a very adult decision to go... I love this person so much that I know I'm not going to be the best caregiver for them. And so I'm going to yeah, give them up financially to or mentally. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's a mature decision to make. Um, I, I got a lot of negative feedback on it. <laughs> from I lost who? a lot of, uh, like, m- the majority of my support system. Why did you what, tell me what your what uh, was your support like system? Friends that I had. Okay, what what were their re, what was their reasoning as so, to why that was a bad decision? Uh, they thought that me and my daughter should be together. Um, I got a lot of people that were happy that I was pursuing to get her back, but then you know cut me off again once uh, they realized that I you know stopped doing that of just going for visitation and stuff and. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now here's what's weird to me, and I'm sure what's weird to people who are listening, and uh, is I'm just is just a little weird. This is a little weird. Uh, okay. No, it's ther- a weird situation. Well, no, 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 no. no. Well, okay, the, just spe- this speci- I mean, what you're going, you know, uh, the therapist thing is the really weird. Um, and I want to yeah kind of figure out what's going on here. Um, so I assume you said, how long have you been seeing your, how, at the time that you had the bait that the child was born, how long had you been seeing your therapist for? Um, I've had my therapist since I was 15 years old, since 2015. Okay. So a long time. Yeah. She's uh she's like another like parental figure for me. All right. 
Um, and I assume when your uh, baby was born, you had a lot to talk about in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And how how what was what kinds of things were you talking with your therapist about? Um, I was mostly worried about like my my baby daddy sticking around. And, you know, he, he didn't, but like, that's okay. Like my therapist, like she was great. She was telling me like, you know, there's single moms out there. It doesn't mean you can't do it. Like, don't listen to what other people have to say. Like, you know, your baby best. And, uh, like, you know, she, she was doing great. She gave me really good advice when it came towards like not listening to other people. Okay. And then, uh, I, how does she how does she then adopt your baby? You talk to her, like like your therapist is telling you that she's looking to adopt and you're looking to give up your baby and then it just happens? Yeah, so I had to actually uh, do like more paperwork that was like canceled. My therapist being my actual, like me going to therapy with her. So I got like another therapist and uh, like I see him now instead of her, but uh, like legally she couldn't still be my therapist and uh, have my daughter as well as her mom. Uh, yeah, I was going to say there seems to me to be a lot of conflict of interest, co- conflicts of interest with this. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the whole issue with court, too. <sighs> um, okay. So, are you still, so now who is in possession of, of the child? Is it your therapist? Yeah, it's still my therapist. Okay. And, uh, did you find a new therapist? Yes. Okay. Can I ask you what your new therapist's opinion? I want to know what's your real, what's your new therapist's opinion on this entire situation? What have they told so you? So my, so uh, the therapist that has my daughter, she referred me to the therapist I have now. They they work together at a rehab I went to when I was really young. That's how I met the original therapist. Okay. Uh, so I knew I know who this like therapist is since like. 2015 okay as well okay, so what, i just didn't what, like what, what is there what is what is his opinion so he uh, he he doesn't like think it's like bad he just he asked me more of my opinion if anything i don't i don't well, think yeah. i necessarily know his opinion because yeah. he's talking to me about so much about how i feel about it yeah mm-hmm uh, know, does he have any? Well, does he have any opinion on the the conflict of interests involved in your therapist adopting your child? Um, I didn't necessarily talk to him about like the conflict of interest. I was just like, oh, uh, her name's Annie. Annie has her, and like I miss her. But like he's like, oh, you're still able to see her. Just be grateful that it's her who has her because she's giving you like visitation and like. You know, like you fought in court against her and she's still like willing to let you see your daughter. Okay. Tell me about this. Tell me about what's going on in court. Okay. So you give 
your daughter up for adoption to your therapist and then you you what made you kind of retract your decision to do that and then go to the court um the so I talked to uh, Annie and my my parents about everything, and uh, I found out that uh, Annie's attorney was saying that it's a it's a done deal. Like you guys have her, there's no way you can get like she can get her back legally now because the adoption's finalized and stuff. And my attorney was kind of fighting to get my uh, ther- my old therapist is uh, Annie her license taken away. She was telling me that's how I would get my daughter back when in reality that wasn't the case at all. So I just like went to the court, like asked for a hearing and I was just like, honestly, at this point, I feel like she is in the healthiest place for her. Like she's healthy. She's happy. She has a great support system. I'm able to see her and, you know, I just asked them to put an end to it. So where are we at now? Uh, is, is, is there, is, is there plans for your daughter to return into your custody? Um, no. It's, uh, she's going to stay with Annie. It's not necessarily what I want, but it's honestly what I do believe what's best for her. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm only 22. I, I don't have like the best job. I, I don't make that much money. Like she's like Annie okay. makes a lot more money than I do. Okay, so you're you're um still in the mindset that caused you to want to give her up in the first place, which is just that you're not in the you're not the best possible caretaker for her, and you know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you still gonna go visit her? Yes. I, okay. I FaceTime her, I get pictures, and uh, I'm going to see her for Thanksgiving. Are you hoping to or planning to be a active part of her life? Yes. So uh, I was actually adopted myself, and one of okay. my biggest issues growing up was not having a like a relationship with my adopted family because I missed and wanted so badly to have a relationship with my birth family that I couldn't have. Cause I mean, you know, they weren't there. So like, I know it's best for me and also best for her uh, to stick around and be a part of her life. Okay. So and it's more than anything what I want to. So uh, legally, your former therapist is going to be this child's mother and you will be the birth mother and you're all going to be involved in her life. Yes. Okay. And the, the, and the baby daddy is, is, is out, is out, but he gets Snapchats and stuff. Yeah. He gets the pictures. (laughs) Okay. Um, all right. So you told me that your therapist asked you a bunch of questions about your opinion about this whole situation, correct? Yeah. And what were your thoughts? It's, it's definitely a whiplash of emotion. 
Uh, there are days where I'm like, yeah, this is what's best for her. And then there are days like where I'm like, oh, I wish I continued to pursue in court. I wish I had her here with me. But I always have to take a step back and remember to look at that bigger picture. And uh, I, I thought of it more of a, a could or should type of situation, if anything. Yeah, I, I can fight for my daughter back, but should I? Is this going to be what's best for her? Like... You know, it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think, it's a good thing that you are making decisions, um, with your top priority being what is going to be best for her. Um. What? Okay. What's next for you, Natalie? Are you in school? Do you work? What? Tell me about your life, because you're very young. What do you want to do? I am. I'm, I'm still. I'm still figuring that out because I had my mindset and uh, basically a purpose for myself to be a mom, and now that's no longer in front of me. I actually had this conversation with uh, like the guy I'm seeing like the other day, and he's just like, you know, just don't get in your head too much about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just trying to do one day at a time. Keep myself happy and healthy. Uh, you know, keep a job. Uh, I think doing school would be cool, but like I just wouldn't know ex- what exactly to pursue. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you have a lot of friends and family? Uh, I mean, like. What's what's your current support system look like? <laughs> um, I have a old high school friend. Uh, she's my roommate now. That's uh, she's basically my support system. Uh, I I struggle with trust issues with like my family and stuff, and they're extremely Mormon, and I'm extremely not. <laughs> okay, so you so grew, there's you a lot of. Mormon? Uh, I grew up Mormon, left the church really at a young age, but. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Definitely not something I believe. <laughs> do you like your new therapist? I do. Okay. Um, Natalie, I am a random guy with no training of any kind or no knowledge of any kind in anything. I just come on here and talk to people about their lives and I try not to give uh, advice or tell people what to do. But something is telling me right now I'm not going to tell you what to do. But what if I floated the idea around of getting a therapist because I know you said that uh, this guy is like you know someone that you've known for a while and someone that knows this 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 person that that is the guardian of your daughter now what if I floated mm-hmm. up the idea of getting a therapist who is not remotely involved in this situation at all and doesn't know anyone that you know yeah um, okay. Because there is a lot of. I, I definitely had that. 
there is a lot Sorry, of conflicts. Well, I, there's just a lot of so many conflicts of interest here. How are you feeling? And before we go, Allison, how how are you just feeling in general? Good. I mean, not not terrible, not not amazing, just content. You know, <laughs> okay. I I try to stay optimistic about as much as I can. Okay. Um. Good. Good. Um. Allison, is there any other? like aspect of this that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about or anything else you want to say to me or to the people at the computer or you know uh yeah it's uh it's natalie actually (laughs) uh it's natalie actually but did uh, i call you alice did i call you alice just now you did (laughs) oh i'm sorry no you're fine just to the people at the computer like you know life throws things at you throws obstacles shit gets really really hard but but keep chugged along like you know if you if you give up now you won't be able to see what 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 there is to come Mm -hmm. uh thank you very much for calling natalie oh thank you lyle appreciate the time have a good one bye Um, let me think for two seconds. Um, I don't, sometimes I give, I'm, I've been thinking a lot more about, uh, how I want to approach the way I do this podcast. And my, my favorite thing to do is to just talk to a person and get the story in their own words uh, and give as little of my own commentary as I possibly can. Um, although sometimes that's not true. Sometimes I do give a bunch of my own commentary. So I'm going to... I mean, look. Definitely a conflict of interest there. With The, th- the therapist <laughs> sounds like she's a little bit too involved in uh, uh, Natalie's life. I don't, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but... Um, I feel like the I feel like a therapist should not I feel like your therapist probably shouldn't know your family. They probably shouldn't be close enough to you to uh take custody of your daughter. It just feels like a lot. So I hope that Natalie can find a new therapist who has nothing to do with her her family or her life or any of that stuff. I think that that sounds like a much better way to go. And then as far as like this whole situation with the kid, I mean, fuck, man, that's some rough shit. That's some heavy shit. Sometimes I don't have anything else to say other than, fuck, that is some heavy shit. But, um, I hope her daughter, I don't, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a child psychologist. I don't know what growing up in an environment like that with all these kind of unclear parental roles does to a kid. I don't know. Um, but I'm trying to think of like what Natalie can do moving forward just for herself. Um, keep going, man. It was nice to hear that she was making decisions, uh, with her daughter's well-being in mind. 
Like it, uh, I did mean what I said when I feel like it's it's a mature thing. It takes a lot to be able to look at yourself and go, "Yeah, I'm not it for this kid." I don't, I don't have the, I don't have a job enough. I don't have a, you know, whatever enough to be able to take care of the kid. Um, so I'm gonna put her somewhere where she will be taken care of. I think that's a lot. Um. Thanks for sharing your story, Natalie. Um, Gek, bless you. Hello? Hello? How are you? I'm good, how are you? Uh, what's your name? I am Aiden. Aiden, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, nothing much. So I called in because I need help with something. Yeah, hit me. So, I just don't understand how people can do, like, weird shit in, like, Walmart or public in general. Like, pranks and shit. I, like, I've tried it with my friends. We just, we can't do it. We can't stand the embarrassment. I just don't know what we have to do. So, what, what, kind, what kind of pranks are you and your friends doing in Walmart? So, so well, you know, like, I don't know, just, like, I couldn't even tell you like a specific prank. Just like weird shit, embarrassing shit. In gen- I'm here with my friend. You can. You can do well, how do you? How do okay, you even? On. Okay, yeah, let me talk to your friend. By the way, can you take me out with the speakerphone? Oh. It's a little hard to hear you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, hello. This is Hi. Ryan. Okay. Hi, Ryan. So, Ryan, what? Uh, Ryan, what pranks are you and your friends doing in Walmart? So basically, there's a there's a lot of guys like uh, I don't know if you've heard of like a YouTuber named Fulcrum. I've yeah, I've Fulcrum seen I've seen the genre <laughs> that you're discussing. Yeah, but um, he will go into like WalMarts and other like I don't know like food establishments and stuff, and um, he'll just like he'll just rip a blinker like on his cart and then just go and like oh, what did he do? He was. Oh, that's what is what does rip a blinker mean? Ripping a blinker like on a uh, like on a car. Yeah, well, I know. I, would, I don't know what that means. Okay, let me. All right, let me. Let me ask oh, you guys okay. this. Okay, you guys are trying to make videos, right? So you're going into public and you're no, afraid no, of. We don't want to. We don't want to make. We don't want to make videos. We just want to do it for fun. <laughs> okay. What are you trying? Because you know, listen. I've asked you guys. What do? You, what is it that you want to do? And you, you haven't given me an answer. And I'm having. How are you unable to do a thing that you don't even know what the thing is? Because it's not the. It's not. That's not the issue we're having. It's more about getting over the embarrassment of it. Yes, the embarrassment of doing what? Well, so like. Would you go out? I mean, I mean, I don't know if you would. But all right, so. You've never watched like pranks like in public in Walmart, like on YouTube. Yes, I have watched. I've guys, I've watched pranks in public in Walmart. But I'm asking you what it is yeah. that you specifically are trying to do. You know, I if if you if you if you don't even know what it is that you're so, too embarrassed to so, do, that you don't know that you're too embarrassed to do it. So like we'll go in and like I, I can't think of a specific one right now. I don't. I don't know. Like, what? Give me an example of a prank you see on YouTube or TikTok. Me? I'm asking. I want to yeah. know from you. Okay, let me. I'm. We're gonna reverse engineer this. Okay. 
Okay. Am I, who am I talking to? Ryan? Aiden. Aiden. Aiden, what are you hoping to get out of doing this? Just satisfaction. I mean, like, yeah, we're not making any, we don't want to make any videos, but it's just, like, something fun to do. Because, like, where we're from, like, there's nothing really to do when we hang out, so it's just, I don't know. Something to do. Okay, what do you guys, what do you guys want to do? You say that there's nothing to do where you're from, but you have the agency to go where you want and do what you want. What is it that you want to do? Go to Walmart and do weird stuff. Okay, what kind of weird stuff do you want to do at Walmart? Um, hmm. Like, go up to people and ask them weird questions. Have them talking to the mic. Okay. Here, I can give you, you my take on that. I don't know if it's going to be helpful to you guys. Okay. Um, here I do stuff in public. I film that in public, and my philosophy yeah, yeah, yeah. is um, I don't mind doing weird stuff in public. I don't even mind other people doing weird stuff in public. But there's there's two schools of thought when it comes to okay. going out in public and doing weird stuff. There are people who do weird things in a very non-invasive way. And other people are invited if they desire to participate. That's what I do when I go out in public as a gecko and I set up my stand and people can come and talk to me if they want. And then there are the people. And look, I'm not going to fully shit on this because there are people who do this like Eric Andre, who I fucking love, um, that do it well. There are a lot of people who don't do it, who do it very annoyingly that I don't like. But but in contrast to setting up a thing and inviting other people to be engaged if it be engaged in it if they desire, there are people who go out into public and do their thing at people. Like the fucking guy who takes the toy the, the paper towel roll and puts it up to someone's ear and like whispers into it. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. yeah. Don't listen. Yeah. What's your, I like? I, I I've been going on on my podcast about not telling people what to do. Don't do that. Yeah. If you really want to go out and do stuff in public, like if you really go out and do weird stuff in public, do it in a way that invites other people to be involved if they want. But yeah, you know, don't go out and do annoying things at people because then they'll just get pissed off and you're not really doing anything. Like, if you want to walk around in a fucking bunny rabbit costume and do and walk around Walmart and do your bunny rabbit dances and walk around the, the, the town square of Florida or whatever and do your bunny rabbit dance for money, go do that. Do something that invites people into it if they desire, but don't bring people into your TikToks. All right. All right. I could do that. What do but you I, think about okay, yeah. that? Um, I could see that, but now the thing is, like, I wouldn't have the courage to get into a bunny costume going to Walmart. I'll just feel too embarrassed. Like, I'll like, I'd probably like wear it, but I wouldn't get out of the car and walk in. There's just gonna be something stopping me. So yeah, like a physical barrier stopping me. Interesting. What if your friend did it with you? He's the same way. Really, you guys both wouldn't do it together. I I would challenge you guys, do this. You know, you know. It's when I first started doing this, I was afraid to walk around in a gecko costume in my neighborhood. 
because I was embarrassed. Mm -hmm. And now I go mm -hmm. to foreign countries and walk around and I don't really bat an eye. I feel very comfortable. The only way to get comfortable being embarrassed is to just expose your therapy your way do it your way through it and by the way i think what you guys are i think the thesis behind what you guys are trying to do which is be more comfortable with yourselves to not mind being embarrassed i actually think that that's a positive thing to be doing and you should you should do it you should go out in public in your bunny rabbit costume and learn how to not be embarrassed and feel like you're being perceived by other right. people you should do it. Just don't do shit at other people. Okay, do you yeah. Do you, do you understand the difference? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, word. I, I, I get what you mean. You um, made me feel good from this conversation. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, you always make everybody feel good from your conversations, but from that topic, okay, I'm surprised. What? Yeah. Is there any other... Um, no, I think about this a lot. Is there any other aspect of this or anything else in particular that you guys want to talk about or say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, no, I, uh, you have a great show. Thank you so much. I love you. Thanks, man. And, uh, yeah. Good luck in your guys' bunny adventures. Thank you so much. You too. That's an important um, distinction, I think, because I have seen the videos that they're talking about. And I hate. I hate a lot of them. I hate... The videos where people are like going into like there's these videos where these kids will go into Walmart and they'll be like filming. And there's a guy and he works at Walmart and he doesn't even know what TikTok is. He's just doing his job. And he's like, hey, can you guys quit fucking around in the store? And then they're. He's like, can you guys not record me while I'm doing this? And the kids are like, we're not recording. This is actually just. um uh, 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 a toy phone it's not real and it's like why this guy why I don't think you should fuck with anyone I, but why are you fucking with this guy and then everyone in the comments is like why is this Walmart guy being such a Karen he's doing his job for god's sakes listen I'm totally game for going out in public and doing weird stuff but that's to me the distinction is you know, go out in a public area and do you... I, I encourage going out in public and doing weird stuff. But just don't do it at people. Do it in a way that invites people to be involved in it if they desire. Not, you know, running up to people with the fucking paper towel roll and screaming in the rear. Um, so that's, I guess, what I wanted to get through to those guys. Because they had... they It's a good thesis of a thing that they're trying to do, but I just hope they do it in a good way. I've seen good, I've seen prank videos done well. The only per, the only, uh, but, uh, but also there are people who go out and do their thing at people, but it's not teenagers on TikTok. It's like Eric Andre or fucking Borat or something. And I love that shit. But if you're a 17 and you're on TikTok, you're not as, you're just not as smart as those guys. And you're not going to be able to do it. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? My name is Sydney. Sydney, what's uh, what's going on with you? So basically, uh, my boyfriend and I had been together. Well, we still are together for about like eight months. But like two months ago, I like caught him just kind of in like a like trail of lies. And it then since then, like I kind of accused him of cheating on me. And then since then, though, he's like treated me so differently. And there's been so many things that I've just noticed that he does. And all my friends, you know, are like, it's bad, you should break up with him. But in my mind, I feel like I'm just like overreacting and I just wanted some advice. Um, you said you caught him in a trail of lies. What does that mean? So it was just like one night um, we were hanging out with some people and these two girls came over and we're like, 20, he's 22. And these girls came over and they said they're 18 and all these things. And I didn't think much of it until then. They were like, oh, like you were over last night. And I was never told that like they were over last night. And then when I like called him out on it, he like just didn't like said it didn't happen and it wasn't true. And then he switched up saying like, oh, it did, but I just didn't tell you. So was, like, he had he, he had girls over that you didn't know about? Yeah. I didn't okay. know them. He said that he knew them. And, like, to me, that still wasn't, like, that bad. Because I was like, oh, like, okay. I wouldn't stop him from, like, hanging out with people. Okay. And tell, me about, tell me about the thing in your mind that you f- observed about the situation that is really alarming you. It was the fact of, like, I don't know, the fact that they're 18 and he's 22 was just, like, odd. Like, how do you know them? And I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, in a way, like, I didn't come at him, like, saying he was cheating on me. But the second it was brought up, he got, like, super defensive. Sure. And he, and that's what, like, set me to, like, thinking it was something different. Because I wasn't even that upset about it. And then he mm-hmm. just became so defensive over it. And, like, continuously yeah. is so defensive. Mm-hmm. You said he's been treating you differently. In what way do you observe he's treating mm-hmm. you differently? He has always just been so nice. And then after that incident, he would just, he just is mean to me, like, for no reason. But then, like, if I say something, he falls back, like, I'm just joking. But, like, he never really joked like that before. Mm-hmm. And then he'll so, me of being on him. Okay, so, Sydney, uh, listen, aside from uh, r- racking our, our heads around mm-hmm. perceived evidence of something that we're pretty sure happened but but we're thinking about whether or not we're aside from that like take strip everything away mm-hmm. and just answer me are you are you feeling like being in this relationship is um a positive thing for you in your life the the way that i see it i mean most of the time it's good and it's good and then it's just the moments when it's bad it's like super bad he just is so mean and it's hard to just say like i don't feel like it's positive because it is sometimes but i just i can never tell if the positive outweighs the the negative of it okay um 
Tell me more about the positive of it. What is it? What is it doing for you, beneficially to your life to be in this in this relationship? I mean, he, he makes me happy when it's good. I feel like him and I are very similar. We just enjoy the same things. Every conversation is always good, and he's always there for me when I need him. You said you guys have been dating for eight but months. But then there's there's yeah, there's just um, and like no, keep going. There's what is there? Okay, I was just gonna say the the main one, the other evidence like that I found was like there was like a bra that was found in his apartment, and people accused it of being mine, but like it wasn't mine, and I like that was suspicious to me. And but he has roommates also, so it's not like. It could be one of theirs. And then um, he said that, like, he was out of condoms, and I knew, like, how many he had before that. But then he, you know, he did the, like, oh, like, I, I gave it to friends. But my one friend has hooked up with another one of his friends that he said that he gave it to. And, like, he didn't, like, ever use condoms with her. Which that could have changed, but it was it was recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney, it sounds like this whole thing is stressing you out a lot. It is stressing me out a lot. Okay, how often throughout the, the eight month, how, how often throughout the eight month relationship, like think about the feelings of stress that you're feeling right now. Uh-huh. Forget about the just forget about the facts, and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do the 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 feelings here. This feeling of stress okay. of did this happen and this this all these like have you have is that something you felt recurringly throughout these past eight months? Not in the beginning. It's the recent, like, past two months. Okay. Does the stress that you're feeling right now feel like it it, it is worth it to to continue being in this relationship? It, in the beginning, it didn't. But the more that I sit on it, I feel like, almost like I gaslight myself into like being like it's not what I think and I, I'm not upset about it but I think mm-hmm. I am still upset about it mm-hmm. and I, well, I feel you're... more just like no please keep going how do you feel you go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say I feel more like I just try to ignore it and push it aside so much now that I'm like oh just okay with it yeah, the whole thing about gaslighting yourself in in really any situation, it's very hard to tell: Am I overreacting to this, or right? As you said, are are you gaslighting yourself? And I don't, I don't know, and I'm not an expert on anything, but I'm thinking about this, and to me, the 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 facts of what happened is less important as the the bottom line of is being in this relationship making your life better or worse that's the that's the bottom line here um mm-hmm. and uh you know again i'm not going to tell you what to do but i think you should meditate on your feel what kind what else is going on in your life by the way um, well, I just like moved and I have a new job now and like have been through a lot of change in the last like two weeks. Okay. Okay. Is it positive? Is it change that you're excited about? Yeah. And I'm like very proud of myself a lot of the time from it too. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay, so so there are other things in your life aside from this relationship that are making you feel uh, good about being alive. Yeah. Okay, that's great to hear. Because um, again, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But um, mm-hmm. I think you should... Let me put it like this. You should take everything, take all the aspects of your life, uh, the new place that you're in, your friends, your job, this guy, your fucking dog, your hobbies. Take put take lay them all out on the table, and do a little housekeeping, and say which mm-hmm. of these things are positively adding to my life. Which of these things do I want to continue to invest? my time and energy into and then which are negatively impacting me and maybe are not worth uh, investing my time and energy further into and um, clean clean house a little bit yeah how does that sound seems like what I gotta do that sounds good okay good it feels um, more beneficial to think of it that way than like I don't know. Obviously, my friends are instantly just like you know, just break up with him and all that. So, well, because here's why I don't. So here's on. why I don't want. I'm and I'm thinking about this. And f- fucking people can go back and listen to phone calls that I've made, and I'll probably slip up in the future. I'm thinking about like, you know, I I think you should arrive at your own destination of what you feel like you should do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if I could give you that, I mean, that framework of thinking about it, you know, do that and see what uh, what comes out of it. Yeah, thank you so much. For sure, man. Uh, Sydney, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Okay, um, this is Isabella. I'm Sydney's friend. I'm the one that forced her to call. Um, I just want to say I love my friend. Shout out to Khalil and please come to Florida. On tour again. I know you went to Miami, but Orlando or Tampa, please. Oh shit! Well, I am going back to Florida. I'm going to Miami. All right, we'll we'll consider we'll consider Tampa. I'll think about Tampa. Bro, bro, we're gonna road trip. Yeah, we'll Tampa, please. It's an easier road trip. Okay. All right, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Thank you guys very much, man. I'll hopefully see you around the universe. I've been sometimes. Sometimes I really want to tell people what to do. I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been thinking about this. Um, and uh, if I could just ignore, like, I don't want to say things that people can then go back and look at how I've responded to calls in the past and go, well, you did this. I know, I know, but I'm trying to, to see how deep I can get into a call without actually even telling anybody what to do. Um, cause what the fuck do I know about? what people who I've talked to for five minutes should do with their lives. Um, but I, I hope that Sydney makes a decision that leads her to a greater well-being in the future. I'll say that. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Oh, wait, shit, fuck, I gotta do this. Dylan? Yeah? 
Dylan, I saw I saw I saw your call and um it says here that you were at the Seattle show. I I do these live shows for uh you know context. I do live shows where uh, I bring people on stage and uh talk with them. And uh you were at one of them. It says here and you were on stage as the cowboy and I remember you. Yeah, the first one on stage for the first show. Um and I'm glad you called in uh because I remember we talked on stage about you being a cowboy and then uh this girl came on after you and she was talking about how she was having these like relationship issues and I said to her I was like what kind of guy do you want to be with and then she looks at you, you're sitting back in the crowd, and she says, a cowboy. That is exactly how it played out. Okay. And then, after the show, some someone t- someone came up to me and they were like, yo, remember the two people that you interviewed? I just <laughs> saw them in the lobby holding hands with each other. And I was like, well, all right. Cool, fucking... Making, making little gecko babies here. So tell me your perspective of that situation. Ah, yes. Well, after you ran off the stage for the first show, I went over and yeah, I still had the alcohol on me. It was taking care of my concussion. So still had that confidence. Mm-hmm. But we went and we went across the street to the bar, got a few drinks, talked for a little bit, and then she was very, very drunk, so I got her an Uber home, and I came back to your show, it's not back into your second show, sorry, I can Venmo if you, I can Venmo you if you want. No, you're perfect, you're perfect. Alright, yeah, snuck back into the second show, finished watching that show, and we texted for a couple a little bit after the show, we went and got brunch Sunday. That was really good. But, uh, yeah, I think she ghosted me. Man. So, you guys went on a little date after the show. And mm-hmm. you got her an Uber home. That was nice of you. Um, And then you guys went out to brunch yeah, the Sunday after the show, like two Sundays ago, we went and got brunch. It was really nice. We had some oysters. What did you what did you guys talk about over brunch? Well it's such a that's such a funny way to meet somebody for a date <laughs> is like in this very public yeah. way. Oh, well, we talked about like what our interests were, some of her favorite comedians. You were one of them. And then another comedian by the name of Randy. Um, we talked about where the, we sh- where we grew up, you know, how different our lives are, and it seemed like we were really clicking, you know. Just opposite worlds attract. How was the vibe? Because both of you guys seemed like uh, you were pretty intoxicated, and so you like <laughs> met each other drunk, and then. Mm-hmm. In the morning, you had brunch, and like, 
met each other like sober for the first time what uh, did that how was that vibe i would say the vibe was good i mean i didn't think it was awkward i enjoyed myself Mm -hmm. granted i did have a couple mimosas while we were at brunch of course that may say something but whatever but uh i would say it was pretty good you know i talked her ear off she talked my ear off ate some delicious oysters so i thought it was a pretty good brunch now um you feel as though she has ghosted you i do sadly i do Mm -hmm. so i texted her yeah you said you texted what did you text her I texted her last Wednesday, and I was asking her if she was going to be busy this past weekend because you know, I was going to go downtown, get, go to Pike's Marketplace, get some holiday shopping done, and I had never been to the top of the needle before, so I went to the top of the needle. I was going to ask her to tag along, and Wednesday went by, Thursday went by, Friday came. I said, don't worry, take your time to answer. Saturday came and went. Sunday came and went. And it still is on delivered. Mm. So. You know, D- Dylan, I'll say a few things. First of all, you know, listen, you had yourself just for for whatever this, you know, yes, she it, did, it didn't end in, you know, eternal love. But for whatever it's worth, this date and this time you had uh, with this person that you met at this show. Hold on, I have to sneeze. Oh my god. Bless you. Okay. We'll cut that. Or maybe we'll keep it in. I don't know. Um, Keep it, keep it. You think I should keep it in? I do. I really do. The people should hear. For whatever it's worth. I think you had a very interesting experience, like meeting this person at the show, getting to know them, all that stuff. You know, it seems like you had a good time. And if that those drinks and holding hands in the lobby and the brunch afterwards was all you really got out of that moment, I say appreciate that for what it was. You know, you had a nice time. It doesn't. It didn't turn into eternal love, except that you had the nice time. The moment was good. It didn't. It gave. It gave to you what it had to give. You know what I'm saying? And I wouldn't spend so much time fixating on it because you know that girl. You have. We have no idea. No idea what is going on in her life. We got no idea how she's feeling. We have no idea if her not responding to you has anything to do with you. And even if it does, it doesn't matter. It's like there's so much to assume that any kind of assumption is is unproductive. So if I were you, yeah. I would I would I would find a, a way to move on with my life and and appreciate those moments for what they were. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, definitely top 10 stories of my life. Just the whole See? situation. But, yeah. 
See, I mean, that's the thing. It's like it, it, the, the story of it, the situation of it in and of itself was a valuable thing. Learned a lot. What'd you learn? Gained valuable, gained valuable knowledge. What did you learn, Dylan? Um, you know, keep expectations open. You never know who might say they're into cowboys. You know, here's what we'll do. Next time I do a Gek day, where I'm setting you up. All right, it worked once. It'll work again. It did. All right, when we come back to Seattle, when I come, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm coming back to Seattle next year. We'll do something. I'll bring you back. We'll tell this story. We'll put you on a we'll put the you on a date on stage. We'll give you your I'll, redemption. I'll wear my whole outfit. I'll wear my whole cowboy oh, please. outfit next time. Oh, please wear the whole if you wear please wear the whole cowboy outfit. We'll do it again. I love this idea. Absolutely. Put it in your calendar. Anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go, Dylan? Um be happy, be well. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's cool. I like the idea that somebody... I like the idea that two people went alone to my show and then went on a little adventure. Um, I was doing my meet and greet. And this actually happened in a bunch of cities where somebody would be like... Like two people would be in, it would be like in the line and I'd be like, are you guys here together? And they'd be like, well, actually, we just met. We both came alone. And that, that shit made me so happy because I was like, dude, I fucking go to shows by myself all the time. I do shit by myself all the time and like like to meet people when I go and do shit. And the idea that other people go alone and they meet people at my shit is is fire. Um, we'll we'll get we'll we'll redeem. We'll redeem my boy. We'll we'll, we'll get it. We'll we'll find this cowboy some love. We'll make it happen. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.